you are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and the number of the day, two numbers of the day, is 3-0. and Yep, that's right, the New Orleans Pelicans, as you know, are 3-0 and in their series with the Portland Trailblazers after a resounding 119-102 win in a game that it's much worse than what that final score indicates, and that's a pretty big differential in the final score. The Pels were actually up by as many as 33 in this one. We're going to break it all down for you, recap the game, talk about some of the biggest performances on the night, and how the Pelicans ran the Trailblazers straight out of the Smoothie King Center in Game 3 as we get set for Game 4. It's going to be a lot of fun, so let's recap everything here in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. Pelicans 119, Portland 102, and like I said, it wasn't even that close. Pelicans led by as many as 33. They basically just raced out to an early lead and never looked back, winning the first quarter 36-20, to then won the second quarter 28-25, to then the third quarter 27-25, to before finally losing the fourth 32-28 to to Portland. But at that point, New Orleans had pulled all of their starters and all of their guys that they really needed in the game with about seven minutes left to go. Portland just straight up threw in the towel in a playoff game with seven minutes left to go. I mean, they were getting killed. There was no real other choice, I guess. Keep those guys fresh for game four and see if maybe you can kind of rebound from this loss. So it looks like Portland is cooked here in this series. You had Nikola Mirotic go off in the first quarter to the tune of 14 points. He finished with a game-high 30 on the night for the Pels. He also chipped in eight rebounds. Three steals. We're going to touch on the steals and the defense as well in a minute here. Anthony Davis bounced back after a quiet-ish game in Game 2. 28 points, 11 rebounds on the night. Three steals, two blocks. He did actually have to go to the locker room with a hand injury. His left wrist, his left thumb seemed to be hurting him. He got it wrapped, threw that off, went to the locker room, and then came back up for the start of the second quarter, normal time when he would rest anyway, and didn't really affect him whatsoever the rest of the game, which was a good thing because this team will go far if he's healthy and can carry him. Drew Holiday, 16 points, 7 assists. Uh, just two turnovers, exactly what you want to see out of him. Rajon Rondo, 16 points, 11 assists. Basically, that four of New Orleans carried this team as they should, as they did, and it was a tremendous thing. My dog's running around all behind me, so hopefully that doesn't kill the audio here. Etwan Moore, the other starter, quiet night, just four points, but then you get to the bench, and these guys did a very, very good job. Ian Clark, 7 points. Darius Miller, 8 points. Uh, Solomon Hill even chipped in with 19 minutes and was active defensively. 4 points, 4 rebounds, including 2 offensive boards. You actually really liked what you saw from him last night. Check Diallo got in the game. Then you had Jordan Crawford finally get in during garbage time along with DeAndre Liggins. If you look at the bench plus minus and the bench lineups, they won 
the the battle against Portland while Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday were off the court at times. Exactly what you want to see. Portland used that bench advantage in game one to make that uh, opening match close. They got a lot of their offensive rebounding done on the during the bench unit runs when the reserves were out on the court. In game two, it shifted back in favor of the Pelicans. They actually won minutes when Anthony Davis was on the bench by one. That's a great thing. Here, they put up even more points when the reserves were out there, which is exactly what you want to see. When that's the case, Portland has no answer whatsoever. For Portland, they were without Evan Turner. He was out with that toe injury. Mo Harkless started. This was a matchup guy that I was kind of worried about a little bit. He's a good three-point shooter. If you get the ball out of Damian Lillard's hands and it goes to him, he might hit threes and make you pay a little bit. He also has the athleticism and the height to kind of match up well in cross matches, maybe take Anthony Davis, take Drew Holiday on switches. Well, didn't really end up mattering. He also just finished with five points on the night. Al Farouk Aminu uh, looked like he actually might beat the Pelicans by himself at one point. He had three threes, finished with 21 on the night. Then you had Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. They combined for 42 points. It took them 16 shots to do so. They were a little bit more efficient because Damian Lillard actually got to the line in this game eight total times compared to, I think, just the four combined in the previous two games. But overall, it wasn't enough to overcome this Pelicans defense and everything they did right during this game. And there was a lot they did right. So we'll talk about the defense in the next segment here a little bit, but let me throw out one of the numbers there to get you guys excited. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers had 24 turnovers. 24 led to 35 turnover points for New Orleans. New Orleans, by comparison, turned the ball over just 13 times, only 17 points, so basically half of that. That's a big stat right there. They also finished with 32 fast break points. A lot of that comes from you know running in transition and on the fast break after those turnovers, but they played fast, did exactly what they wanted, and then outscored Portland 62-50 to in the paint. Not much more you could want from New Orleans in this one. They did everything right, and they straight ran out the Portland Trailblazers. There was a moment in the game, and I tweeted this out, where Anthony Davis had a putback dunk, which I haven't watched SportsCenter yet. I'm assuming that's going to probably be number one on there, unless something else amazing happened, where he came in and just threw it down backwards, by the way. Drew, the I forget which Portland Trailblazer it was. Drew Holiday, instead of running back in transition, just points at the guy basically laughing, being like, you just got dunked on, and it's just... Straight savage in front of me in the Smoothie King Center, which was packed, packed in this one tonight and loud the entire game. You had a guy after that dunk jump up in excitement and spill his entire beer on the guy to the right of him. The guy to the right of him who just had a beer spilled on him, which should rightfully piss anybody off, was so damn excited in the moment that he didn't even care, and the guys end up high-fiving each other. It was this older gentleman and this younger kid. The younger kid spilled the beer on him. The older guy just, eh, screw it. This game is so awesome. The Pelicans are going to go up 3-0, and and we're so thoroughly dominating the Portland Trailblazers. Dude didn't even give a shit. That's the kind of night it was here in New Orleans, and I think that probably sums it up best. So, programming note here, there's going to be a bonus Saturday edition of Locked on Pelicans here to get you set for Game 4 in the Smoothie King Center, 4 p.m. Central. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, this is probably a good time to make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast. It alerts you then whenever podcasts come out. I'm not sure what time Saturdays is going to drop just yet. So, make sure you subscribe to Locked on Pelicans so that you are the first to know. 
So let's talk about the defense for New Orleans. And again, you had 24 turnovers for Portland, and those were mostly forced by New Orleans. Not really a ton of those unforced errors or anything like that. And the first thing that is going to jump out to you is that team had 16 steals. 16, with five of those coming in the second quarter where the New Orleans defense looked absolutely unreal. There was a number of things that played into this. The first and foremost being uh, Damian Lillard, who had... A rough night despite scoring 20 points. He had eight turnovers on the night. That's more. That's three more than field goals made for him. You know, that's as many times as he got to the free throw line. That's one less than the nine three-point attempts he took in this game. He was flustered coming into this and at one point had a look on his face of, I just want to go home. Well, Lillard, just lose one more game and you can go home all you want and hang out there all offseason. You just had a kid. Don't worry about it. Focus on being a dad. Um, but Lillard's night was tough. So the Pelicans trapped him, again, doing what they do. And instead of getting the ball out of his hands and passing it to someone else and trying to beat the trap, he decided to try and generate his own offense and play one-on-one and play in isolation. This is something they've done a lot this year. You know, it's New Orleans is not throwing a ton of new things at them. There's some wrinkles in there, yes, but not absolutely a ton. He's been trapped before. This isn't some just brand new defensive uh, scheme here. And... Often, he can beat that trap and just drives and shoots. And when you look at Portland, they actually are last in the league when it comes to assists per game, or second to last, because they're they're so ISO-reliant on Lillard and McCollum just creating their own offense and doing their own thing and cooking because those guys are very good. Well, when you're getting trapped by the likes of Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis, it makes it a little bit harder, or Holiday and Miritich, or Moore and someone else. These guys are doing a great, great job here defensively. And instead of trying to pass and trust his teammates, which did not work in Game 2, Evan Turner 0 for 6. Al Farouk Aminu wasn't able to do it by himself. And again, this uh, the rest of the guys weren't able to do it t- uh, tonight. He decided to try and create on his own and go isolation and one-on-one, and it just didn't work. Anytime there was an opportunity for that, New Orleans got their hands on the ball, knocked it away from him, he turned it over, and they got those 50-50 balls. They're not quite 50-50, maybe 75-25 still in Portland's favor, but they got those balls and went down and ran. Again, you had... 30-something points, 32 fast break points, 35 points off turnovers. All of this was exactly what New Orleans wanted to be doing. And when you're going to gift them easy buckets like that, heck yeah, they're going to take it. So yeah, I get what Damian Lillard's trying to do just to try and create on his own because again, his teammates are not helping him out in this series whatsoever. Aminu did hit three threes in this one and scored 21 points. And Portland's really good when he scores 20, by the way, uh, or more, or double digits or more, something like that. Still wasn't enough. Nurkic was two of seven. Harkless was two of eight. You had Zach Collins go two of five. Uh, and these guys weren't able to get it done. And it really just put the kind of onus on McCollum and Lillard to try and create. And well, against these traps, we've seen this defense is swarming and smothering and it's not going to work on the night you had Miritich with three steals Davis with three steals Holiday with three steals Rondo with two Clark with two Darius Miller with two and even Jordan Crawford late in the game got one that one doesn't count it was in garbage time but we were happy to see instant grits out there by the way Scott Kushner pointed out one of the funnier things we've seen where you have they they have stat sheets and stuff in the media room right now and including a book that has 
lines for all 82 games this season. Crawford's got two games and then nothing until the final five games of the regular season. And it's just the weirdest thing you've ever seen. Just blanks in there since after he was waived, no one else picked him up. But this defense for New Orleans did exactly what they wanted. They did a very good job also limiting Portland on the offensive glass. Portland had 11 offensive rebounds that translated to 13 uh, second chance points. Some of that coming with the second unit with Zach Collins and Pat Connaughton grabbing three. And the Pels second unit was ready for it that night. And they did. They took care of business down there. Didn't really allow those to burn them. You had Davis with his rim protection with Yusuf Nurkic not being as effective in this game. Again, he only played 20 minutes. Allowed AD to play at the rim more. That dude's help defense is unreal at times when he can meet people at the rim, try and alter your shots. You don't want to be down low with Anthony Davis. And that's going to be the case after an offensive rebound. So they do a good job of limiting the, the rebounding and the second chance points there to just end possessions. When they were doing that again Portland can't get anything going on the offensive end here the reason they score over 102 in this one is because of the fast pace that New Orleans played with also don't forget subscribe to locked on NBA five days a week there's other games going on right now and we're so focused on the Pelicans that it's easy to forget about other series know what's going on locked on NBA is a great way to catch up daily Monday through Friday the only podcast coming to you like that in under 30 minutes so make sure you listen and subscribe Offensively, New Orleans looked very good, and it's really easy to do so when you score 35 points off turnovers, when you get out in the fast break and score 32 there, and that defense turns into easy offense for you. But it is more than that, and man, did Anthony Davis get vertical in this one. So again, on the night, he finished with 28 points. A ton of alley-oops, put-back dunks, things like that. Exactly what you want to see from him. He's relied a lot on his mid-range jumper because Nurkic does a good job of defending the rim. And that's what Portland's done to make their defense so formidable during the regular season. But all of a sudden, when he starts finding some space and this Portland defense looks a little bit worn out and just tired and almost not even really checked in, he can get vertical on those lobs, those alley-oops. And he had a number of them, any of which could make SportsCenter top 10. Though, again, my favorite is that put back off the missed three. Just boom, slams it down. And then Drew Holiday, you know, laughs at the guy on the floor. People spill their beers. And it was a lot of fun. Happened a number of times there. And again, Nurkic only played 20 minutes. And you've got to think they have to play him more if they want to try and take care of Anthony Davis. But there's just no answer there in this game. And I think part of it also is because of the work that Drew Holiday's done offensively throughout the series. They're trying to take away his drives to the rim because he's gotten into the paint with almost a surgical-like precision to everything. And they haven't had an answer for that either you know they did get more Shabazz Napier in here and they played him against the second unit when Drew Holiday was out for the most part though there was a lot of overlap and it still didn't work and they just don't have any answer there and the more you have him playing effectively the more tires Lillard and McCollum out as all of a sudden now they've really got to be the ones to defend him because they've tried putting Aminu on him Evan Turner on him Mo Harkless on him at times and none of it worked. Holiday's really opened things up and finally you're seeing that create space for Anthony Davis in game three as he's forced Portland to game plan around him. Nikola Mirotic, by the way, was 12 for 15 on the night, 80%, four of six from three. He had 14 points in the first quarter and looks just dialed in. I don't think he's ever going to have a beard ever again at this point and I know it's a running joke, but man, something changed with him mentally in this as the Pelicans Oh, we're on that five-game winning streak to end the season. It's now eight-game winning streak. 
Rondo, by the way, has won his last five playoff games. He swept a series here if you want to add them all together. Mirjic, though, looks like a different player. He's always given you a lot on the defensive side, but he even looks more locked in than he ever has before, and that trade looks even more phenomenal for Dell Demps right now. A lot of this has to do with trust and why these guys are playing so well. And you've heard the Pelicans echo it in the post-game interviews, in interviews with other media and everything right now. You're going to hear the word trust a lot. And no one cares about scoring. They just want to go out and win and make the right play. And they have their trust in their teammates to do so. The coaching staff trusted Miritich. This, this 5-0 winning streak down the regular season, 8 total, his, him playing very well, came on the heels of him getting a start after playing terribly. The coaching staff had trust in him. They put him in the starting lineup, and that paid off and I think had a mental impact on him as well. You've got to give Alvin Gentry credit for making a move like that. Trust is all around this team right now. They're having fun. You can see how loose they are. And again, uh, media availability yesterday before the game in the morning, Holiday was chatty. He was having some fun with it. You've never seen him like this before when he's usually quiet and reserved and doesn't want to talk a ton. Wants to talk right now. Same thing for Anthony Davis. These guys are enjoying themselves. They, This team, as Scott Kushner said in the interview yesterday, they really genuinely like each other, which isn't always the case. You sometimes have, you know, just kind of that work relationship with someone, professional respect. But these dudes care about each other, and you can see it on the court. Look at them all when, you know, anything happens. They're cheering. They're screaming. You had DeMarcus Cousins back with this team, was on the bench, enjoying the hell out of himself last night. And what's going on here? You know, it's crazy to think they won't re-sign him or play games. They don't care about any leverage. They're going to bring him right on back to New Orleans. And this is a very fun team. You also had Alvin Kamara there, and after the game, he comes right on up to Anthony Davis. Those two guys hug it out or high-fiving, and it's absolutely another uh, another thing that shows basketball is kind of taking over New Orleans right now. Game three was ultimately a culmination of what we've seen from games one and two in this series. Again, body punches by New Orleans the first two games with Drew Holiday playing like he has, and Anthony Davis, other than game one, being fairly quiet particularly in Game 2 with just 22 points, and then really starting to see him kind of unleashed a little bit more, getting vertical for those lobs and everything in Game 3. The defense finally getting into Damian Lillard's head, frustrating him so much that he just tried to beat the Pelicans one-on-one -on -one by himself, and it failed miserably so far. This has been a lot of fun, and we've still got another game at least to go in this series here in the Smoothie King Center where the Pelicans are going to be looking to finish off Portland. And man, you had to figure Portland might get one of these two in New Orleans just playing desperate to try and get it back to their home court, win another game there, and then see if you can ride the momentum to, into a game six and seven win potentially. I'm not sure. They looked toasted last night, just straight done. And it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to be like on Saturday. The Pelicans came out and just matched any intensity Portland was going to have and then drown it out. And you could tell they were feeding off of the crowd a little bit. They haven't had a game like that in New Orleans in a long time where it was that loud in the Smoothie King Center, where it was that much fun. Red everywhere. That crowd was screaming from tip off to the end. You know, it was a blowout. The starters were out with eight minutes, seven minutes left to go. And you had probably 75% of the arena stay there to cheer this team as the game ended. That is the type of fan support that this team really needs. That's what they've wanted to see. That's almost what they deserve, though I kind of hate to say things like that. But this was a fun one, and it's just going to carry over to the next game. If you go back to the Warriors series a couple of years ago, game four, the energy in the building 
Wyoming was terrible. They knew this series was over. The Pels were down 0-3 after giving up a 20-point comeback in Game 3. It, no one cared. It was t awful experience almost in there. That's not going to be the case this Saturday. This is going to be a lot of fun, and hopefully the Pelicans can kind of still get out their run, do their thing, and finish off Portland because they want to get some rest before maybe taking on Golden State, looking like it's going to be Golden State. Come on, let's be realistic here. And so we'll see if they can do it. But don't forget, bonus podcast coming tomorrow. I should have a guest on with me. We'll break down some more of Game 3, preview Game 4. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you subscribe to Locked on Pelicans to know exactly when that podcast comes out. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Enjoy the win. 3-0, Pelicans fans. One more to go. Maybe we'll see if they can get it done Saturday. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you guys all tomorrow.